Hello and welcome to another edition of Out of the Blue Podcast from Blue Zion Ministries. Grafted, gifted, and grounded with whole tree theology right out of the 11th chapter of Romans, connecting the covenant pages of the seamless 66 books of the Bible we hold in our hands. We are dedicated to help, encourage, and inspire you to live the Word of God out loud. And now, here's your Out of the Blue host, Evangelist S.J. Norlock. Greetings in Jesus' name. Shalom, shalom, everybody. Seamless 66, Whole Tree Theology, connecting the covenant pages. Man, I'm glad that you're on board today with us here at Out of the Blue. Uh, We're so thankful for what the Lord is doing, preaching, reaching across the country a little bit. Been by the way of uh, Kentucky, North Carolina, um, Illinois, Indiana. Uh, Just been great. Uh, Thank you for all those that are supporting and praying and uh, just getting behind Blue Zion Ministries and for getting behind your pastor, for getting behind your church, for loving the Lord like you do. I uh, just want to quickly announce we're looking at uh, some Israel uh, trip uh, touring next year, April 25 through May 5th of 23. You can check that out at bluesignministries.com. And um, again, we're just so grateful for those that are jumping on board with that. We're looking for a uh, just an, an excellent, excellent tour. Um, they are... I guess they're they're predicting that the year 23 is going to be just a very busy touring year. So um, while it looks like things are just getting in gear there, there, and uh, so we want to welcome for those that can, uh, for those that already are, uh, thank you for checking us out, and uh, we're just going to have a great time in Jesus. All right, well, I just wanted to jump into uh, some scriptures today. Um that I, I pray that would be revelatory to you, a blessing to you. Uh, Revelation um, chapter number 16 and verse number 15, it says, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. Now, that's an ESV rendition there. Uh, but um, you'll find comparably in the KJV and etc. Um, kind of a different scripture all of a sudden in the sense that we're experiencing within the 16th chapter, the seven bowl judgments of, of God's wrath being poured out. You know, the fourth angel, the fifth angel, the sixth angel, uh, things like frogs. Uh, then it says um, to assemble them for battle on the great day of God, the Almighty. And then Boom. Here it is in red letter edition. Behold, I'm coming like a thief. Behold, is the one who stays awake. Or blessed, Baruch, is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. And then, of course, the scripture just after that, 16 and 16, and they assembled them at the place that is in Hebrew is called Armageddon. And so, uh, wow, just kind of... Uh, and you can see this in parentheses. It, it's uh, parenthetical in the sense of just a thought inserted, but in red letter, it's like the Lord says, let me put on the brakes for a moment. Okay, the battle's fixing to happen, but I want to remember, remind everyone that's reading, uh, amen, the revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, that uh, 
I'm coming. And it's going to be like a thief. And so blessed is the one. It's almost like the Beatitudes or a portion of the Beatitudes within the book of Revelation. Uh, Keeping your garments on that you may not go about naked. So some of the sages, some of the commentary, um, it could even be from Talmudic uh, understanding that um, the temple, of course, was guarded. Uh, there was it was guarded in temple times. This would of course be written by John. Um, the temple itself, uh, of course, this is probably already you know past the destruction of seventy A.D. sixty nine seventy A.D. But in the remembrance of John walking the temple precinct, the apostles Jesus being there, um, you know, teaching, preaching. Um, the veil being rent, um, the renovation of it all, the purpose of it all, the types and shadows of it all. He, he would have understood, according to the sages and commentaries, that these night guards would have stood guard. And of course, in the third shift, as we would call it, some may have would fallen asleep. It's almost like Jesus in Gethsemane speaking to his disciples there. Could you not stay awake with me just one hour? Um, and so keeping his garments on, they say that if someone fell asleep, the captain of that guard would come and with the torch, light his clothes on fire. Um, so you could literally say there was a fire in the tabernacle and this wasn't found on an altar. Uh, this was found on the body of somebody that had fallen asleep. Of course, they would wake up quickly, I'm sure. And they would go about naked, probably running from their post. Uh, to more secure quarters, uh, and they would be seen exposed. What an embarrassment. Uh, This would be a telltale sign, of course, uh, when you've got a trail of smoke happening uh, as you're running from that position, being reprimanded by the captain. You couldn't fall asleep. Is it possible that the captain of the universe and the armies of the Lord, uh, for those that should be awake and ready, amen, he said, behold, I'm coming, Stay awake, in other words, so that uh, the fire doesn't get a, get a hold of you and found your, uh, find yourself being ashamed or naked. And where did it happen in the temple place? This is a spiritual place. This is a, in the house of the Lord. You could literally say this is a house fire. This is a house fire. So just being awake, being passionate in this hour, in the service of God, Revelation sixteen fifteen. Uh, If you go back to, of course, Revelation chapter number two, three, where he's uh, talking to the seven churches and giving them blessings and warnings uh, that are relevant for us today. Uh, This is very relevant for us today as well. Let's stay awake. So I bring our attention with that in mind uh, that if someone's passionate, if someone's doing the work of the Lord in holy places, uh, in the house of God, uh, no matter where you are, just working for the Lord, um, amen, partnering with him in soul winning, partnering with him in prayer, uh, being that uh, sojourner, of course, as a pilgrim. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the scripture in Genesis 18, 14 through 15, jumping back into the Old Testament. God said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Of course, this is these are the scriptures that were Sarah, Abraham, they get the news. A child is on the way or it's going to happen. Of course, then it says in these, uh, these church verses or this section of scriptures, then Sarah denied saying, uh, I laughed not for she was afraid. And he said, nay, but thou didst laugh. 
Uh, so this conversation, amen, between God and Sarah uh, is interesting. Uh, I love how God told Abraham and Sarah that they were going to have a child at the age of 90 or Sarah being 90. Sarah was listening in on a conversation and she laughed within herself. You can find that, of course, in Genesis 18, 12, in herself. But if you look at this study, something awesome is taking place. Uh, there is the word too hard or hard for the Lord. Uh, Hebraically, we could break it down. Don't have a whole lot of time right now on this podcast. But uh, for the space we do have, if you begin to investigate that word hard for uh, the Lord, palah, uh, which really means or refers to something wonderful or marvelous. Uh, so uh, you, you could literally look at the reflective here. A, a wonderful thing uh, is happening, something wonderful or marvelous. Now, look also at the word thing in the scripture. Um is anything too hard for the Lord? Devar, devar, a thing. It's it's kind of rendered, which in its uh, Semitic root has the idea of a word or a saying that is an expression of the heart. Thus rendering, or, or you could say another rendering of this passage would be, this is something wonderful coming from the heart of God. Now we can get into the Hebrew language in the sense of a, a sentence without a verb and the English usage and etc., uh, but but simply, is it possible that it's saying something along the lines, there is nothing more wonderful than an expression from the heart of God. So Sarah was laughing, and we must, uh, must understand or come to the realization of the, of the different uh, reasons for her laugh. Uh, some would simply say that this is because she's doubting. Uh, it's kind of a doubting laugh. Um, but from what I can understand, just just by pulling back that Semitic surface one more time, is it is it reasonable to think uh, that Sarah had broken some kind of protocol instead, uh, uh, and, and a, a protocol of, of Semitic understanding? Um, you you could say that she is um, in the conversation that she shouldn't be in. Because this was a conversation between God and Abraham. And in, in Semitic culture, she should not have been listening to the conversation of two men. So is she embarrassed? Did she start to laugh and then stop laughing uh, all of a sudden because of that embarrassment? So not necessarily a doubting situation. I'm laughing because, yeah, right, I'm going to have a child. That is really funny. But again, remember, nothing too hard. This thing, nothing too hard. There is nothing more wonderful than an expression from the heart of God. So you could simply say that Sarah was laughing with God, not laughing at the situation. Uh, Wow, you you could go to the scripture that simply says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so Sarah, I believe, wasn't laughing at God, but with God. Uh, Even though she broke protocol, uh, and and um, was, could I say, inappropriate uh, to laugh along uh, or along the lines of, you know, this is impossible or an unbelief kind of statement. He says, nay, but thou didst laugh. Laugh can be rendered just keep laughing. Wow. Uh, what a way to look at it now. 
So, so in essence, it's, it's kind of like this. There is nothing more wonderful than an expression from the heart of God. Isn't this awesome? So Sarah, go ahead. Just keep laughing. Just keep laughing. Laugh in the face of difficulty. Laugh in the face of adversity. Laugh in the face of unfortunate situations, even now. Laughter sometimes should just come at an inappropriate time. Don't stop. It's almost as if God was saying, what was seemed to us it is an inappropriate situation to laugh. God saying, no, Sarah, laugh. The fact is, is that he was, I guess, saying, you've stopped laughing. Now's the time to laugh again. Don't stop laughing. Let this be um, a continuation. Uh, even if it's culturally awkward and may, maybe you shouldn't have been listening in on a conversation and, and, and thank the Lord for your ethics and thankful for, you know, your, your cautiousness here. But God's simply saying, no, no, go ahead and laugh. Amen. Proverbs, Proverbs 17, 22 says, a merry heart, merry heart doth like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. So I don't believe with the whole Hebraic outlook on this scripture, uh, amen, this word called zechach, zechach, kind of difficult to say in a sense, but it's a holy laughter, amen, that's really happening here, that word laughter, zechach, um, amen, is simply saying it's inappropriate not to laugh. It's inappropriate not to bust into a situation that, all of reality around you, all of the circumstance around you is saying, no, instead weep. No, instead, instead just disbelief. It's impossible. You might as well stop now. Bury your head in the sand. Uh, become, um, as it were, discouraged, disappointed. And then we find ourselves not in the will of God. God's simply saying, wait a minute. Let's break protocol in the sense of give me an inappropriate time to laugh. And go ahead and laugh, Sarah. Amen. I, I think I heard it once. You know, take those box of gloomies, put them all in there, all of the gloominess, all of the sadness, put the lid on it, sit on the lid, and just start laughing. Amen. Weep and may endure for the night, but the joy of the Lord comes in the morning. Once again, we'll draw, amen, out of the wells of salvation with joy. You're going to draw out of those wells. So, just some thoughts today. Wow, already past the 14-minute mark. I wanted to just dive into um, this scripture to simply say that holy laughter, that tzachach, amen, will keep you alive in temple places. How can you fall asleep in the temple while you're laughing, while the passion is flowing, while you're serving God in this midnight hour? Take advantage of the window that God has given us walk through the door that God has opened for us. That's it, church. Let the church be the church. Amen. Let God's people. We've been through the flood, been through the fire. Amen. But all things work together for the good to them that love God. So be encouraged today, saint of God. Amen. Keep praying that shalom would shine in your life today, keeping our eyes on the sky. Nisi, his banner over you and me. Again, check us out, Blue Zion Ministries. Um, and uh, we thank the Lord for uh, all of those that are supporting us, those that are financially blessing us. Always go through your pastor. Amen. We thank the Lord for 
pastors everywhere, teachers, prophets, apostles, all of fellow evangelists, whatever facet you're working in, you're an inspiration to me. Amen. And our prayers are with you. And um, we're thankful to have been at a conference here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Amen. Brother and sister, Pastor Orton, you heard some great preaching over um, the weekend. We only had a, a, an allotted amount of time to, amen, hear our good friend, Brother Doug White, Silsby, Texas. And um, there was uh, other preachers as well uh, that were, uh, amen, preaching and reaching. And uh, we thank God for them and had the uh, awesome opportunity to, to speak a coffee bar confessions uh, with Brother Matt and uh, Brother Tim or Brother Timmy. And so check that out, YouTube, uh, different platforms that they're on. My son-in-law, Brother Brandon Smith, and I had the opportunity to be interviewed. It's going to be on, I think, at the end of October. They're going to air that. Coffee Bar uh, Confessions, talking about some tough situations in the past, how God has helped us deal with that, and safeguards for those that may be going through some troubles as well. That, Amen. If he'd done it for us, he can bless you and do it for you as well. So wanted to put that little word in there uh, for them and uh, check that out. All right. Well, God bless you. You'll have uh, uh, a great and fantastic day in Jesus. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've had your inspiration moment today. As we continue to pray for you, please remember to pray for this ministry as we endeavor to work in the kingdom of God. If you feel led to support this ministry, you can visit us on the web at bluezionministries.com to partner with us in evangelism. While there, you can also find prayer journals and music CDs available for purchase. And be sure to check out our Israel tour information if you'd like to find out more about visiting the Holy Land with us. It's all at bluezionministries.com. We look forward to our time with you next week here on Out of the Blue Podcast. Please invite a friend and remember, Remain zealous over Zion.